to a world where everyone and their sister has a podcast comes another one. Join us weekly as we explore the dark back alleys of irreverence and the spider-infested corners of nerdkind. This is the Irreverent Nerd Podcast. Greetings, fellow nerds. Welcome to this special edition of the Irreverent Nerd Podcast. I'm the Irreverent Nerd, and sitting beside me is a man who calls himself Cartoonist Will. Cartoonist Will, say hello to the people. Hi. (laughs) Uh, Will and I have been friends for 18 years now, almost. Almost 18 years. I think 2004 is back when we first started connecting. Should I have studied for this? (laughs) Nah, this is freeform, man. Like, I mean, we have our general topics in mind, but, but yeah, he and I met in college back in 2004, I believe, or at least we were in the same English class, I think, spring, yeah, of, I spring of 2004. Like, we were in English Composition 102, I think. And You were nice to me, so I bugged you all summer because I had no friends. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have friends, just one of those weird people <laughs> no man th- like that, a that was the beginning of a long and beautiful friendship as they say uh, still going on today and uh, like I've talked about in some of my previous episodes um, as I was announcing this upcoming special episode one of the things that Will and I do is whenever there's a new comic book themed movie that comes out we go and see it together uh, you know we're, we're both lonely nerds no I'm <laughs> just kidding uh, we've just been doing that for a long time. Well, my wife's not and, uh, a nerd, so I'm very lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife, she enjoys the Marvel movies. Like, she'll watch those with me. But, yeah, she's not into, like, comics. And she's not... She'll watch Batman. She, she's okay with Batman. I got Manny but, yeah, into Once she, Upon a Time and Agents oh. of S.H.I.E.L.D., but now those are over. There you go. There you go. Once Upon a Time. I've watched a few of those. They're, they're okay. They're okay. Let's see. Oh yeah, I forgot to announce. So for now, anyway, this might change later, but we are calling ourselves collectively the Camel City Comic Geeks. Dun, 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 dun. You'll just have to guess what that means or look it up. Those of you who live near where we are, you'll know what that means. We're not going to tell you. Ha 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 ha! I can't make a <laughs> tell joke here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, as advertised, have gotten together tonight to talk about Batman. Obviously, we're going to discuss the film that just came out, The Batman. Actually, I don't live in Camel City, so I would be safe. No, I'm kidding. That's true. You don't. Sorry. Technically, cutting you off. You, you did grow. You did grow up there, though. So close enough. Close enough. And we do normally. That was a town outside of that. I we normally well, we normally gather in the Camel City because that's where we go to see the movies together. That's true. Actually, my um, town doesn't have a movie theater. Oh yeah, that's right. In my other town. Yeah. A small town. I don't think does it even have a downtown. Oh no! It is. It's yeah. It's like a if suburb. You can call it a town. <laughs> it's a suburb of Camel City. Uh, its name. <laughs> yeah. This is the Camel City suburb. That's what it's called. Sorry. Uh, what are we here for? We're here to talk about Batman. As we both love Batman. I'm here to cut him off and make jokes. <laughs> Sorry, That's right, Batman. Yeah, exactly. Like we're here to have fun and uh, and talk together about Batman. And uh, we did not script this. Like, we have a very loose outline. You poor, poor people. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but we both have... Uh, what What would you call our sense of, of humor? 
Well, my wife says my sense of humor is inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is occasionally inappropriate as well. Um, I, I like puns. Uh, I like kind of a, I guess, dry wit. I don't know if that's the right word. I like slapstick, um, but I don't think we can get that on audio. Yeah, not so much. Uh, sarcasm. I think we both like sarcasm. We both, or at least, yeah. appreciate sarcasm. Um, I grew up on Garfield. He grew up. I grew up on Garfield too. To be on Garfield, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not on the show, obviously, but like well, wa- watching it, watching it. Yeah, I totally grew up on the show. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> on set. <laughs> Although you, you would have been really. We're. I'm a little older than Will. He was born, well, not much though. So you would have been a kid when it was live as well, right? When it was new episodes coming out every week. Did you watch it on Saturday mornings? That's when I watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On CBS, right? Probably six a.m. I think is when yeah. it when it came on. Well, I read in, the in comic my, strips and. Like I lived in oh, Arizona at the time, and I had a buddy that, like, we for a while I had this friend like in I think third grade and fourth grade. We would like spend the night. We would take turns spending the night at each other's houses like every Friday. His name was Daniel, and um, so every Friday we would alternate, but without fail, Saturday morning we would watch, there was two shows that we would catch, Land of the Lost, I think it's, yeah, I believe that's the right name, with like the claymation monsters and stuff, and like the, I think it was a live action claymation mix, which is really interesting, Uh, but then of course, Garfield and Friends, uh, I don't think we ever failed to miss that, I have this memory of watching it on, he had this tiny little TV in his kitchen that sat up on the refrigerator, I think it was color, but it was like a probably a nine-inch TV or something, and we were sitting there eating cereal. I don't know what. This is way off topic, but what was your first memory of Garfield and Friends that you can recall? Well, I would say probably the theme song. My little brother and I used to jump up and down on our parents' beds when they weren't around it and know it, dancing to the theme song. Oh yeah. Um, I also read the comic strip though. I don't know. That's something we might have in common. Did you? Because you you drew some Garfield comics of your own, right? Yep. Well, I am cartoonist Will, and I credit uh, my early love for Garfield with exposure to other comic strips and wanting to do that to myself. No, I am not famous. You do not have to bow in my presence. <laughs> <laughs> what if uh, I want to, Will? I'm an amateur. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but you, you do have two comics that you have self-published, though. Right. Um, Right, and I just had a uh, short story come out written by Dave No. Really? Uh, you illustrated in, in it? Crackerjack Comics number one. Yeah, I illustrated it. Nice. Uh, That's right. You've you've done a few illustrations of comics over the years, right? Yeah, I was uh, I hired to do the artwork for one children's book uh, about twelve years ago, and uh, I, I guess that came out more like ten years ago, actually. So it took me two years to do the illustrations, and um, I think but, did I remember one? You had this one where you were you were drawing. It was like superheroes at a nursing home. What was that called? No, 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 no. That was Brock Heasley. Uh, he does super fogies. Yeah. But I, uh, a character based on me does appear on two different pages of the comic strip. Didn't you, uh, didn't you do a couple pages of Super Oh, Fun? yeah, yeah. Like, he, he uh, wanted, yeah. like, fan submissions or something. Or, I, I or did. Or submissions. Yeah, because I remember you drawing it and showing it to me. Uh, well, there was one where Super Milo bursts into the nursing home and chases down the space pig. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I did some follow-up comic strips for that. 
It makes uh, me think of the Muppets. Space pig, or no, pigs in space. <laughs> I, I don't think... <laughs> uh, who knows? Maybe that's where he got the idea. I don't know. Could be. But, uh, I, don't think, um, I don't think I finished the follow-up comic strips, and he might have thought I was joking when I described the next thing to him and said, you want it? And he was like, nope, that's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway... Um, but your main one, like, cause you started when you were, what, 10, maybe younger, doing Super Nine. super Milo? Nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, well, like I said, you know, Gar- Garfield influenced me, and uh, so Super Milo is a superhero cat, just marries my love for superheroes, like Batman the Animated Series with my comedy and stuff. Uh, yeah, and you eventually self-published on Kablam, right? Using Kablam, right? Is that, is that still what well, you use indie, these days? Or? Uh, what was the other website? Well, Kablam is the printing company. It, indie Planet. Indie Planet ah. is the web store. Okay. Um, I've got two series up on there: Super Milo and Gospel Man, and uh, I don't. That's like a little under ten books collected. Collective right there. But uh, Crack a Jack Comics number one is on Amazon. Uh, I did a chapter and a half of a comic called Hip Hop with Dan, with writer Dan Johnson. Oh yeah, and he worked on Dennis the Menace, right? Right, and Mark's Trail, and uh, uh, he went worked through Antarctic Press doing a manga. He wrote a manga, mm. Herc and Thor. Uh, he used to work with Campfire. Doing a series of uh, classic uh, public domain stories, uh, adapted them to comic book form, like Jungle Book or. Ah, oh, nice. I, I can't remember everything he did there. I I definitely own the Jungle Book one. I think uh, you guys did. You all get connected through like a Comic Con or something like that, right? Cassie Davis. Oh yeah. Oh, let's not say full names on here. Oh, sorry. It's okay. She's well, a ghost. Yeah. I changed her name several times. Forget that you heard that. Anyway. Friend named Cassie. We can we can edit that out in post editing, right? Uh, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. I don't. I don't think anybody's going to chase her down on this little podcast. <laughs> Do you know how many Cassie Davises are probably out there? I I'm sure there's again. A, oh that's no, true. that's true. Can oh we, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're not we're not sharing our last names, so they won't be able to make the association. <laughs> hopefully. Um, if they do and they come after you, I'm sorry, Cassie. I'm a public figure. If you ever hear this, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we're in the minor leagues, so, but you never know. This could blow up someday. Well, I just thought that was funny. I think they played Star Trek multiplayer games over the internet together, but she she knew of Dan mm-hmm. somehow and okay. uh, yeah. and introduced me to him. I had <laughs> no idea who Dan was, and he was like, "Would you like to do some Star Trek artwork for a Star Trek?" fan magazine. I was like, sure. Nice. And I did uh, Picard as a, as a Borg. What Dude. was that? Lakutos or something? Lakutos. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I did. It wasn't my best artwork. It was... Oh, yeah. Shout out here, by the way. Actually, it's funny you say that. Um, there's somebody I got connected with on Instagram. Uh, it's another podcast called Trek Untold. Oh. So shout out to Trek Untold. Uh, I told them, like, they posted... I started following them because I was like trying to find a bunch of nerdy stuff on Instagram, stuff that I love, and, and follow it as the irreverent nerd. I already follow that kind of stuff in my normal page, but like as the irreverent nerd, like following other nerdy sites that that I love, Trek being one, obviously. But they just came out with an episode 
about Lacutus, like in uh, Picard's time as a Borg and recovering from being a Borg. Uh, so shout out to you guys. Uh, so it just made me think of that. So anyway, continue, my friend. So you did. I think I remember oh. you showing me that, like uh, Patrick Stewart as, cool. or you know, Jean Luc Picard. Yeah, it was some early artwork of mine. I probably just got my Wacom tablet. I'm still in college. I don't know if they ever used it or not. Uh, never got my hands on that particular issue of the fan zine. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's how I met Dan, and uh, he got me the job on the uh, illustrating children's book when I was job hunting, and and uh, we just started working together. You know, it, it didn't like, lead to any massive paying jobs, and if I can, need to clear my schedule and get to my computer because I'm doing some coloring for Redline Comic Studio and that's supposed to pay a few dollars. Um, I'm going to sell that to the publishing companies. We're looking to put that particular story that I'm uh, I'm not, at, well I'm not, correction there is a colorist, I'm just doing shading and lighting but that's cool. You know, uh, I can talk more about that on the internet once that actually is is finished and oh, we chopped okay. it around and gets picked up. We're hoping to get it put into a sci-fi anthology comic book series. Uh, was that Oni Press? I can't remember who does. Who. Well, anyway, that's not my job. That's that's Dan's job. Dan heads the Redline Comic Studio. We we worked on another vast number of well, not maybe not vast. We we worked on quite a few things together in the over the past. Uh, 10 plus years but uh yeah you know we got some stuff cooking and it's cool man yeah so like so let's see so I think this is kind of turning into like what are our connections to the comic book world obviously Will writes his own comics yes Samurai Milo being one well uh, Super Milo yeah you've also done Samurai Milo too yeah and that got me and Super Milo I did yeah, at, uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, my love for Stan Sakai's Usagi Yojimbo uh, mixed with uh, Samurai Jack when that was actually new on TV. Mm, oh so yeah. I did Samurai Milo, which is really just Super Milo with a Samurai spin. It was a comedy. Right. I changed that, but I eventually gave up. You know, I, I made it into more of a manga, you know, instead of some sort of a monster Samurai Jack. I got, I refined it, but I eventually just gave up on that because I just don't understand Japanese culture. <laughs> I, I uh, just wanted to make it a little more authentic. Who, who does accept lot. the Japanese? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, who, who can ever really fully understand someone else's, like, we try. True. Like, even if we're, like, an expert in it, like, you'll never experientially be able to understand it the way someone who grew up in it would, you know. Like, you might understand it academically better than your average Japanese mm. person if you're, like, a uh, professor or something. Maybe. But, but like unless you lived it it's like yeah you know can never there's always going to be somewhat of a disconnect you know yeah well you know I wanted to do something that would uh, honor uh, what Stan Sakai gave us and eventually I just moved on to Super Milo which is my original version of Milo anyway because I understand American culture (laughs) I understand superheroes you know, still, still let the professionals like Stan Sakai do the Japanese stuff. You know, he he can do it better justice. Yeah, and I think you have, don't you have like a full series or pretty close, right, of his? Or, like, 
Oh, Stan. Oh, of the Yusagi Ujimbo. Uh, I had every uh, every book uh, up until IDW, and I've got like two of the IDW. When I say book, I mean trade paperbacks. I don't have any of the sagas. Does he do them? I was trying to remember. Does he do them in manga style, like like right to left kind of thing? Like, no, no, he he, he does it okay. left to right. Left to right. Okay. Uh, he was born in Hawaii, although he's a Japanese biologically. Uh, he lives in California today. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously understands and has a great love for the Japanese uh, country mm-hmm. and culture. Uh, was he second gen? Like, did his parents immigrate? To Hawaii from Japan. Yeah, I think that was the, the story. Uh, so the he would story. have a pretty That's a story I heard a fairly yeah. close connection to the culture then, because his parents were born and raised in Japan. And yeah, I think that's I think that's what happened. That's that's cool. I, you know, I'm sure that was like a way of him exploring his, wrong. his own cultural it. background. Um. Anyway, let's see. That might be. We should probably transition to Batman here shortly, since that's yeah, supposed to be the theme. Um, so I'm actually going to pause this recording, and uh, we're going to check our levels, <laughs> as they say. And uh, we'll jump into Batman in the next segment. So we'll be right back. Hey, nerds. Richard here, taking a moment to talk to you about the podcast. If you have enjoyed one or all of our episodes, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and or follow us. Uh, we are on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Uh, if you're listening on Apple, please take a moment to leave us a review. It really does help. And let your friends know as well. Shout it from the rooftops. Come on, you know you want to. back so we are now going to talk about batman i thought we'd start uh by discussing our first experiences with the batman comics i believe i've already shared a bit of mine in over the course of my podcast so tell me about your first experience okay. with batman um, comics. well um not a comic but um or just batman in general that's fine yeah. too uh, your first memories my first uh introduction to batman would be the combination of the 1989 uh, Michael Keaton film and the uh, Batman animated series. Uh, I'm not certain if I was aware of Batman before then. I probably was through the Super Friends, but I don't have any, don't really have any fond memories of Super Friends. Super Friends. Uh, it never really appear, appealed to me, the Super Friends. But anyway, uh, so from there, from Batman the animated series, uh, I discovered uh, DC Comics eventually. My mom is, at that time in the 90s, uh, I should say was an antique dealer of sorts. And um, so she found these old uh, crusty comics that weren't really in a good condition to sell, I guess, from the 60s and 70s. And uh, they were a bunch of Superman and Batman comics and, and some Teen Titans. But hmm. uh, so, you know, that was actually an introduction for me to the actual Batman comics. Uh, I remember some weird story called the Sons of the Super Sons or something. It was this, this 
one of those imaginary tales of the uh, earlier, campier DC comics, where as, as opposed to the rest of the comic book world, right? <laughs> Sorry, it was the sixties. It was the No, you said imaginary. I, and I was like, as opposed to the rest oh. of the. I was like, sorry, oh. I, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Oh, oh no, no, that's what. Um, <laughs> back, back, back decades. Ago, I think I know what you're saying though. It's like a vignette yeah. inside of the comics kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's not a part of the main continuity. Right. Every now and then, the writers would be allowed to do a quote unquote imaginary tale, and, and they would say so in the narration blocks to let people know that this was not in continuity. Um. You know, they were like one shot. Oh, like a, like a what if? Yeah, maybe, exactly. Almost. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe this is one of those imaginary tales. I'm not sure, but it was this weird comic where uh, I don't remember anything about it except for the the beginning of the story. Because uh, that's back when DC did these weird introductions. Uh, you know, really classic comic introductions, uh, like the first thing would be like some splash page maybe it'd be the cover maybe be the first page but it'd be this like strange thing like oh no uh, the uh, the legionnaires have decided to uh, vote out Superboy they're going to send him (laughs) to his death or something they're all about to push the death button or something like that something crazy you have to read the thing to figure out what the world is going on (laughs) So it was one of those things, the ghost of Superman and the ghost of Batman uh, were reaching out over their like future sons. And like, no, don't! <laughs> How we must somehow save our future super sons from something. These are like the DC Force ghosts. Yeah, pretty the- much. <laughs> <laughs> Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. And these were probably more like 70s books. I, I just can't remember, so maybe Star Wars was already a thing or... I don't know. Maybe somebody was high when they were <laughs> when they're drawing it. I don't know. Or, or writing the story. You know, maybe this is where George Lucas got this it. Seemed, <laughs> this seemed like a good idea at the time. No. <laughs> no, that that's more that, gophers and refrigerators. <laughs> that sounds fun though. Um, all right, so you saw, so you saw um, Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. So. I did. I did my own review of that a couple oh, weeks cool, ago. Cool, so, cool, cool. quick two-minute take. Thumbs up, thumbs down, somewhere in between. I haven't watched it in a long time, but my general feelings for the film ever since the '90s have been that I pretty much loved the whole thing except for Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's only because I just didn't feel like it was Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, and, but you know, he you get. Almost anyone in that bat suit, and they're they're instantly Batman for some reason. But I mean, unless they don't act like Batman. But you know, oh yeah, <laughs> thank God that we didn't get Bill Murray as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you were telling me about the other day. He was in the run in the running for that role or something. Yeah, or was but, he even his first choice? Tim Burton's first choice? No, or? no, no. That was no. before T- Tim Burton was handed the project. Ah, it was. Uh, uh, I think Ivan Reitman was going to direct <laughs> at that point. <laughs> That would have been interesting, yeah, Batman. And, uh, was it going to be more like the 60s TV show? I think of? so. Oh, okay. Because it was about 81 when this was being thrown uh-huh. around. and uh, That makes a little more sense, yeah. maybe with Bill Murray. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think it was supposed to be a campier version of Batman, but... I don't, I don't honestly though, I don't see him standing <laughs> up to Adam West, though. It's like, how do you beat no. Adam West? I, 
Bill he's, he's like the perfect straight man exactly. in that series, you know. Like I just don't I don't see Bill Murray as Batman. Yeah, I don't. No. <laughs> uh, he's just no too no offense to Bill. And yeah, yeah. I just mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> that would have been. He could be the Playboy Bruce Wayne. I wouldn't mind seeing an SNL skit of Bill Murray <laughs> as Batman. <laughs> that well, might be, exist. Um, I don't know. We should look for it. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, it might. Yeah. I'm sure he's done guest spots on there over the years. But uh, so in general, I mean, obviously this is nostalgic for you as well because you saw it as a kid. Um, I've, I've told our audience, all two or three of them <laughs> at this point, um, that already that um, I didn't see it till I was in my twenties. So I had already been spoiled on like the animated series and probably the Justice League cartoon, and then like Batman Begins. I think already maybe even the Dark Knight before I finally saw Tim Burton's Batman. Really? So yeah, huh. like. When I saw it, I was like, I had the same reaction to the Bruce Wayne portrayal. I was like, he's so stiff. And Michael Keaton is great in other stuff. Like, you know, I like him in some recent stuff like The Founder. And then, like, um, he did the villain in the Spider-Man movie, which I thought he did a really good job at that. Yeah. But, yeah, like, 89 Keaton, he he didn't make me care about Bruce Wayne at all. He's like, <laughs> so stiff. So, like, it just didn't work for me. And then the Joker, I'm not a big Jack Nicholson fan anyway. But after I got spoiled on Mark Hamill, and then huh. this might have even been after I saw Heath Ledger. I'm not totally sure, but I was I saw Jack Nicholson doing it. And I'm just like, it's like he he's trying to channel the ghost of Caesar Romero, <laughs> and it's just not working. And I was like, but you've seen Caesar Romero as the Joker. Yeah, yeah. I, I do have to say I like Jack Nicholson's better than Caesar Romero. <laughs> Caesar Romero is on the bottom of my list. I'm sorry for anybody that's a Caesar Romero fan. Uh, I don't know of anyone who is, but um, he, he'd be at the bottom of my Joker actor list um, if I were to rank them. Uh, like the top, obviously, Mark Hamill is my top. Heath Ledger's I, a close well, second. but I don't know. I think I like Cesar Romero more than the guy who uh, played Joker in the Suicide Squad. Oh, Jared Leto? Yeah. <laughs> He's probably he's more enjoyable than Jared Leto. Okay. I feel like if Jared Leto had gotten a full movie, though, it would have been interesting to see what he had done with it. Because did you see... Well, we watched the Snyder Cut together, so that little scene gave me a little bit of hope of like, oh... Yeah, actually, I did that like that. That might be interesting. And, and, you know, I'm joking earlier. I joked, but to be fair in, in Jared Leto's defense, it wasn't really his portrayal as a Joker I didn't like yeah. so much as the director's decision to... Make them all tattooed. And like a gangster? Yeah. Like just, gangster Joker. Know. It was just different. It was a different take on Joker I wasn't familiar with. I yeah. I was in love with that Joker. I, I liked it better. What, what did they call that that timeline? Like the one that they show briefly. It's like a dream sequence almost. I know there's a name for it. I, I can't think of it right yeah, now. I the can't. Snyder Cut. I can't remember like right Superman now. Like Superman is evil. Or, or at least he, he's trying to... Yes. He's, he's a foe of theirs anyway. Of like Batman's and... Somehow the Joker got alliant, it's allied the, in with them. It's it's the dark side one future. It's the uh, he got his hands on the, the all spark. No, no, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> the all spark. Um, oh, the no. anti life <laughs> transformers. <equation>. Yeah, <laughs> the all spark. The MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> and then Megatron got a hold of the all spark, <laughs> and I had to defeat him. That's, I don't, that's my optimist. Prime. I really hope they let uh, Zack Snyder finish out his 
Justice League. Oh yeah, I hope so too. Uh, plot there, but yeah, because I I enjoyed the Snyder Cut. Like, what, oh yeah, what Joss Whedon did with that, like you know, and I like Joss Whedon some of his other work, but he did not do a good job um, with what he brought into that. It just didn't. Yeah, nope. There was a couple. It's not of just things. his fault. Like yeah, DC or Warner Brothers, as you say, is more responsible. They just messed that whole thing up. Anyway, yeah. that's another topic. Yeah, that's another topic. Oh, let's see. Okay, so... So, I've talked about my love for Batman the Animated Series. You want to take a couple minutes to tell us about your affection for that? Well, what is there to say? I love Wonderful it, you love series. it, we all love it, everybody loves it. <laughs> Definitely... Who's your favorite? I mean, aside from the Joker, of course, who's your, who's your, who should be your second favorite villain in the series? It's a tough one. Well, I'd say Harley Quinn. Ah, okay. Uh, maybe even my most favorite. But uh, oh, really? More than the Joker? Ah. I don't know. From I mean, the from the animated series. But I don't really see her as a pure villain, though. Mm, yeah. Uh, maybe more of a spoil, or occasionally an antihero. As yeah. Well, like, yeah. Especially in the more recent stuff, I guess. Oh, in the more recent stuff, she's definitely become more of a hero, antihero of some kind. But mm-hmm. but even in the animated show itself, it you cared about Harley because uh, she had psychological problems yeah she had psychological <laughs> problems it's which like is ironic it, considering if she it was wasn't a, for the Joker she wouldn't even be doing any of this stuff maybe um, obviously something was going on there and somehow she became a psych, was a psychiatrist wasn't in the anime series she was like Joker's psychiatrist and then somehow developed an unhealthy attachment yeah, to him. Yeah, in, in the uh, Batman anime series comics, they actually gave her her origin. And then later, they actually animated the whole comic in the fourth season ah, of the show. Nice. Um, and I, I've got both that That's episode. why they got first. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm more familiar with the first three seasons, obviously. Oh, okay. like, I watched those when they were actually coming out. I think the fourth season I, I saw later in my life. But the, th- the first three I watched as they were being released, like, um, yeah. So Harley Quinn's right up there with the Joker for you. Well, I mean, I really love the character. If we're talking about a villain, I'm having a really hard time deciding anyone else in the show I really loved as much as the Joker. Mm-hmm. That's just a straight-up villain. Um, but there was a lot to love about the show, because... The characters weren't two-dimensional. I mean, yeah. they were well thought out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killer Croc, what he knew Robin from the circus, right? And then you have this mm. Killer Croc, uh, or, or am I thinking about the comics? I don't know. There's there's a lot of overlap too. Yeah, I don't but. remember if he crossed paths with him in the animated series, but yeah, you did. You did get a little bit more of his, like he got fleshed out as a character. Yeah, so did, did Clayface, and like uh, the Riddler. Oh, not, the, the Riddler not as much. The Riddler yeah. didn't get as much backstory. No, no, he didn't. I, I just watched his origin episode recently and did a review of it, and mm. he got maybe five minutes of backstory, and mm. then he jumped into being the Riddler. Like, yeah, the Clock like, King was just a throwaway villain. <laughs> yeah, he's like the, the Riddler light. You made me late. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm evil. <laughs> now, I will have to say that even though the Joker is, is my favorite villain, my favorite villain episode would have been Heart of Ice. With Mr. Right. Freeze. Oh, yeah. You know, it's been a long time. Actually, you're right. My favorite villain is Doctor Freeze or Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Because so he's a doctor. Much, so much better than Arnold. Yeah. 
<laughs> I could not finish that movie, man. Like which uh, movie? The one with Arnold in it. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to ask that earlier if I'd you had actually seen in the other three '90s Batman films. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Like I saw Batman Returns. Didn't really like it. I do want to revisit it, but I hated the portrayal of the Penguin, especially like Danny DeVito. And it's I'm yeah. sure it's not just his fault. Yeah. I'm sure it was also director's choices and writing. I love those penguins with the, with the jetpacks and yeah, those were, those that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. But his actual portrayal, especially yeah. after getting spoiled by the animated series, like I, I love, oh yeah, I love the portrayal of the penguin in the animated series. He's, it it evokes you know the the Adam West series, you know, kind of that refined gentleman approach to the I penguin. I think that was season four though. What's that? The, uh, the penguin. I mean, he was he was in the earlier seasons too. Like, well, right, but the first three seasons of the Batman animated series, actually, the the Penguin's uh, artistic design was actually based on Batman Returns. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely fat enough to be based yeah. on. but or they, he has that round roundness, I guess. That DeVito's not huge, you know, but right, yeah, he, no, he has kind no. of a round and that nose. To, yeah, and then the nose. Yeah, but uh, but I do love the Penguin, though. I mean. I don't think he had the sewer backstory in the animated series, mm. or anything like that. But in season oh, four, yeah. that was weird. I in season about that. four, they do, huh? No, that um, was in Batman Returns, right? Like, yeah, I forgot about that part. Like, yeah, the nose. Were we talking? No, about? no, 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 no the not starting of the nose. The sewer though. origin, right? The sewer yeah, origin, yeah. right? But but I was just gonna say, season four of Batman the animated series, the uh, the adventures continue, mm-hmm. or whatever it was called. Uh, they did the probably wise decision. I mean, I liked both designs, but they probably did the wise decision, and they reverted his the penguin's design basically back to the old animated. Uh, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of that older stuff, but Super Friends or whatever uh, Batman cartoons existed long time ago in the '60s or something. So basically, in season four, he looks like. Um, how the penguin is supposed to look. Hmm. I have to go back and watch some of the season. I know, I know I've seen some of the episodes, but uh, I'm not picturing the penguin in my mind. Like just but, a uh, drastic art change, you know. Anyway, we should probably save the rest of yeah. our TAS talk for uh, an episode uh, we're dedicated fun. to that. We are having fun, and that's that's what this is about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna end this segment, and then in our our final, well, I should say our final substantial segment together, we're gonna talk about our reflections on the batman which just came out um so yeah not a batman the batman the batman (laughs) we'll be right back hey guys we are back i'm your reverend nerd this is cartoonist will hi and we are now going to share our further reflections on The Batman, Matt Reeves' film that came out just a couple of weeks ago. Will got to see it opening night. I, I was did. I was supposed to go see it with him, but as I told you guys, I got COVID. I was diagnosed literally hours before showtime, so Will had to go by himself. Sorry, Will. So I went myself the following week. I'm sorry so, you had to pay for two tickets. Yeah, that kind of sucked. Um, but, you know, it... At the end of the day, still getting to see it, I was like, I didn't. It didn't bother me at all paying for another ticket. At the end of the day, because it's such an yeah. awesome, amazing film. It was. So, uh, I talked for like thirty minutes when I did my instant reaction review. Um, you didn't get as long with yours, so I nah. want to start with you. Like okay. now that you're about 
a week and a half out from seeing it, have, do you have further thoughts, reflections, ponderings, musings? Well, you know, the worst thing about talking about something further out is that you get busy with life and uh, you're not as fresh. Yeah. But uh, which, is, which is why I'm glad we both yeah. recorded something right after. So I'm glad we got that in. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, like, no, we've had a little more time to think about maybe certain plot points or maybe, I don't know if oh, you've yeah. listened to any, but I've actually avoided listening to anyone else's podcasts. Maybe I shouldn't have, um, but I wanted to, like, keep my own thoughts ready for when we talked. But anyway. I actually listened to some uh, people talk about different Batman comics on YouTube today because I was trying to refresh my memory on certain things. And I'll get to that later. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, you know, I definitely love this film. I really, my uh, instant reaction review was uh, spoiler-free. Are we doing spoiler-free? Oh, yeah. Spoiler? Oh, yeah. By the way, we, we should, we should, uh, so I, I spoiled in my instant reaction. Okay. I, I, I gave everybody a warning. I should have so, listened to yours. Here's the yet. warning now. I don't know why I'm leaning in. I have a lapel mic. <laughs> <laughs> here's the warning now. <laughs> Um, iPad screen. Um, <laughs> it's okay. We're talking spoiler, about spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. This is a spoiler warning. We're going to talk about important and salient points. If you haven't seen it yet, shame on you for salient. one. And you call yourself a Batman fan? No. <laughs> I know there might be extenuating circumstances. So if you haven't seen it yet, don't listen to this segment. Go watch it first, please. Unless you're one of those weird people that really like to spoil yourself before you see something. I'm not one of those. Maybe maybe that's mean, saying that you're weird because you are. Anyway, spoilers! So, okay, let's continue. Um, yes. Uh, so, I'm unleashed. Full reign. <laughs> Terrorists. Um, Beware. Run, run and... Run for your lives. I, expect, I was trying to think of something clever to say. Uh, sorry, anyway. I expect most people have seen this by now, except for one friend of mine who pretty much is a hermit in his house, <laughs> afraid of COVID. And oh, man, that's sad. He's going to have to wait another 30 days before it's on HBO Max. Yeah, I'm sure he's downloading an illegal oh. video already. <laughs> I briefly contemplated that after I had to stay home with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I, I did, yeah, man, because I was I was really <laughs> bummed. I was like, was that on man, I've been, <laughs> I've been waiting so long, and this thing got delayed so many times. I'm like, Argh. I was like, but then I was like, ah, what's another week? But anyway, well, a shout so, out. So what name? Okay, let, let let's start with this. You're right. Got to get on topic. What did you dislike about the film, if anything? Uh, emo Bruce Wayne. Ah, okay. I've heard someone else say something similar. They thought he was kind of. Depressing, I guess. I might have liked him more than Michael Keaton's first one. Though. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, well, but it makes sense that he's depressed and stuff, and uh, it makes sense that he left the black makeup on because, man, I'm, you know, uh, cartooning is not my main job. The money doesn't come from cartooning, but but on my days off work. Um, and I have no plans to leave the house, working around the house and stuff. I don't shave <laughs> or <laughs> comb my hair or get, or get out of my pajamas. Why would I do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm actually, you know, unless I'm going to go outside. Today I did some spray painting outside on a prop I'm building, but 
not comic related, but you know, artsy stuff. So I was dressed. But Actually, guys, that's that's code for uh, he he was tagging a wall out in the city. I was. <laughs> <laughs> he has a big it's Batman logo. Will, Will was here. <laughs> anyway, my website. I did that a lot. So emo Bruce Wayne is something you disliked I, about the film. So in other words, Robert Pattinson's performance as Bruce Wayne, or were there moments where he was Bruce Wayne that you thought were okay? Well, no, no, no. I thought that his Bruce Wayne was good. It's just that, uh, and I'm sorry for getting off topic. Though the black, I, the black uh, makeup around his eyes, it just when you think about it, it makes sense. He he would only he wouldn't why wash that off when he goes back to the Bat Cave or whatever you call that place in the film. Oh yeah, uh, the, which the, which was different. The, the bat basement. <laughs> yeah, the bat basement. That was actually really different in this uh, version. Yeah, of the it was character. like under Wayne Tower or something, or yeah. at least the entrance was under Wayne Tower. Uh, well, not exactly. I think uh, in the comic books there is Wayne Manor and then there's mm-hmm. Wayne Tower, but in this film they called it Wayne Manor, as far as I could tell, and, mm-hmm. and it looked like a manor uh, in the this. It was, like, it was like 20 stories high, though. Yeah, I, I don't massive. know. It's, it's uh, a little confusing, because Alfred appa- apparently was up in... There's like a penthouse up on the top or something. I right, guess yeah. so. But then, like, the Batcave is down underneath somehow. Yeah, I mean... That was a little confusing. Now in in the it. Dark Knight trilogy, I what is that, starting with the second Dark Knight? Oh, yeah, like after the, the after the actual uh, Ross Al Ghul burns down Wayne Manor, and then, yeah. then he has to, like live in that underground thing out in the middle of or out in the outskirts of Gotham or something well no I thought that was Wayne Tower I thought that was a sub-basement of Wayne oh, Tower oh you mean where he was living yeah like he was on the top of he was on like in a penthouse suite or something but uh, but I thought the uh, place where they tested the Batmobile with uh, Freeman I thought that was oh yeah that tower. yeah that was yeah it was an R&D in the R&D oh, area okay. of Wayne Tower yeah that was well well in the comics they they did this, which thing. I guess was the bottom floor, because yeah. in the third movie, like Bane and his people come up through the floor right. somehow. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I I don't remember if it was the Nightfall story arc or what what period of the comic it was. Uh, Batman, the writers have Batman and Alfred and all whatever go live in Wayne Tower in the penthouse on the top, and mm-hmm. then there's a Bat Cave sub basement underneath Wayne Tower. And so uh, I believe that's what the Dark Knight film was drawing on. But for this, the Batman with Matt Reeves, it seems like they just combined Wayne Tower with Wayne Manor. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it is weird. Um, I was a little confused, yeah. yeah. I was like, wait. Because he he drove quite a ways. I'm like, did he drive from the tower to Wayne Manor? But then later when, like, there's that explosion where Alfred's at, it's, like, on the top of the tower. So it was confusing. It, it is yeah. confusing. And, you know, the was it the Riddler or someone else complains about Bruce Wayne being up in that manor tower? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, You know, yeah. that rich like boy growing down. up. Yeah. Like so you were, you were a rich orphan. You know, you didn't know yeah. what a real orphan, being a real orphan was, you know, that kind of thing. Speaking of that, do you think the Riddler really knew Batman, who Batman was? Or do you think that... <laughs> It, it, like, it seemed like they it, they but. left like they make you think that initially, but then then they dropped a couple things that that made me wonder. It's like I don't know if they were trying to make it ambiguous. It's like they kind of did that as well with like where for a while they were they were going towards where Carmine Falcone was gonna 
basically ordered a hit on Bruce's parents. They were going in that direction. But then Alfred says a couple things that make you wonder. He's like, he's like, oh, we were never sure, you know, uh, bad Alfred. But like, you know, he's like, we were never sure. Maybe it was just, you know, some random act of violence or what, you know, like. Um, but well, they thought it was Falcone. Which was actually a little bit of a letdown for me because I kind of, I actually liked where they were going. I, I liked that idea better than like a random Joe Chill. Oh, yeah. You know, shooting, yeah. shooting them because he was trying to rob yeah. them, like. I kind of like the idea of it it being Falcone that ordered that. I don't know if that was in the comic at some point of him ordering a hit. Well, actually... It's not in The Long Halloween, which I know this borrows some from The Long Halloween, but like... Right, and and so you're probably aware that in the Batman comics, probably The Long Halloween, I forget, uh, Thomas Wayne actually does work on uh, Falcone... Uh, yeah, that when, that I did. Re- I did remember yeah. that. Yeah. So so that was lifted directly from the comics, and mm-hmm. I really liked that when I saw that in the film. Um, and I think in both the film and the original comics, that makes Falcon think that, you know, Bruce Wayne is going to be in his pocket, but he, he won't be. But anyway, or something. But yeah, yeah, like he, or well, hmm. But I like that. Uh, there's a oh no, it was the favor. Uh, like he does that favor for for Thomas oh. during his mayoral campaign. Like like Thomas wanted him to rough somebody up for him, but then Falcone goes further and kills him. Yeah, which which um, I'm confused about because I didn't think any other version of Thomas Wayne had political ambition. Yeah, that was new. I, I liked that actually. I, I liked that it was a different take on, at least than I had been familiar yeah. with, uh, on Thomas Wayne. Like I've seen the take of like, was it one of the um, one of the Flashpoint ones where like he's Batman, Thomas Wayne is oh, Batman. Oh yes, yeah. I think it's yeah, a Flashpoint a, paradox, right? It like, is. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Spoiler on that, and, by the way. <laughs> and Martha Wayne is the Joker. Really? Yeah, you didn't know that. Wait, in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce I Wayne. That. Bruce Wayne's the one that gets shot in the alley. Mom goes crazy, and uh, Thomas Wayne. Uh, Mom goes crazy and becomes a Joker, and Thomas <laughs> Wayne. Wow, family uh, drama. Becomes an alcoholic, murderous Batman. He uses guns. <laughs> but has like, he's, he's like more of an anti, more of an antihero than Batman even yeah. normally is. Uh, yeah. Batman's sort of an antihero as it is, but like, yeah, that's like on another level. But doesn't he, he helps Flash though eventually? Like. In the Flashpoint Paradox, doesn't he? Like, yeah, he in the Flashpoint. Maybe just for his own ends. I, I'm trying to remember. Um, I might be getting the title of the comic wrong, but yeah. So yeah, it was different. Different portrayal of Thomas and Martha, like Martha having mental health problems. Which yeah, maybe I don't that, know. Maybe that's reminiscent of the the Flashpoint thing. Yeah, because um, I really don't know if Martha ever had. It mental health problems in any of the other I was trying to remember yeah I, I, couldn't, I couldn't recall but then I, I've not read literally yeah. every Batman comic so I, 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 I can't well, say well I know there was this one Batman comic where Martha Wayne they revealed Martha Wayne was the real target and both her and her husband were killed because she was on the verge of uh, exposing a sex trafficking ring oh but that's cool that's not main continuity that, that really props her up a bit because she, she never yeah, gets a yeah. lot of a lot of love in the in the comics this is often more bruce and his dad kind of think kind of synergy or or not synergy but like you know the 
father and son you know connection yeah. thing like um and again I have not read all of Batman comics so you know uh, I have I'm sure either. there's one out there somewhere where that's more um so uh, why did you say that name no <laughs> sorry I just thought of Batman v Superman <laughs> <coughs> pardon me so um my review for the Batman I really liked it I I love the detective side was really brought out mm. some people on the internet I saw were complaining there wasn't enough action but for me oh dude was, uh, mm. you know I'm a fan of Sherlock Holmes to a certain point and uh, uh, you know so, some of the portrayals of Sherlock Holmes I really love so I really love to see Batman actually being a detective I mean he's called the greatest detective the oh, yeah. greatest detective so I'm glad that we actually get to see him you know uh, actually solve riddles and you know yeah, detective man. work I, I love that like like Nolan does a little bit of that with like oh yeah I'm thinking of like Bruce Wayne and or not Bruce Wayne but Batman I mean same person obviously but like Bat, when Batman pulls the bullet fragments out of the wall and he's like doing the testing down in that room like so you get some of that yeah. in, in Nolan's series but it, it just felt well it really felt like a film noir in a lot of ways like a, just a like a crime like a police procedural except you know the partners were Batman and Gordon yeah instead of you I like know, that Gordon and another detective I really you know. like that uh, we got to see a lot of Gordon and Batman working together yeah yeah no and, and I have I have to say you know this is not me this is not me bashing um, the Nolan Nolan's Gordon and uh, forgive me I can't think of the actor's name right now yeah. that portrayed him dang it I think that that actor I think it was name, but no, he did a great job. Yeah. But I, I think I, or at least the relationship, and maybe that has more to do yeah. with the writing and the directing. Um, certainly not caliber of actors. I mean, you have similarly great actor portraying Gordon in the Nolan films. I wish I could think of his name right now. I feel bad. He was also in the Harry Potter films. Oh, he um, was. Yeah. Forget. We'll see. Serious Black. Um, yeah, and he's he's kind of a chameleon. Like okay. he can he can like just he's like a method actor that can just drop into almost any Maybe. role. Um, he played, uh, I think, uh, Winston Churchill in some film not too huh. long ago. But anyway, but uh, Jeffrey Wright I really liked as as Gordon, and I thought their relationship really worked. And I kind of like the fact that he was a little older than Batman, but he wasn't. He was still just a lieutenant. Like he yeah. wasn't wasn't the commissioner yet. I noticed that. Yeah, like, and then the commissioner gets killed, obviously, by the Riddler. And I assume that Gordon will be commissioner by the next, by the sequel, but we'll see. I definitely saw, like, some some similar storyline points, you know, some, some similarities between this film and The Dark Knight. Like, oh, yeah. Like, the Riddler did some similar things to what the Joker did in that, which I, I guess is because both films borrow from The Long Halloween and, I think, another comic which I just started reading this one the other day um, Dark Victory which is a sequel to hmm. The Long Halloween but oh, I didn't know that Long Halloween is, is basically a, a police procedural you've read it right like they have the serial killer that's on the loose and they're trying to figure out who would, really it's uh, no, you know what dude, I, I you gotta, gotta, read, you gotta read it a lot of my it's one of the best I've got Frank Miller's book on my shelf but yeah. a lot of my uh, information and knowledge comes from reading Wikipedia and YouTube <laughs> videos <laughs> Okay, um, that works too. I mean, so I know about stuff, but stealing other people's knowledge. No, <laughs> <laughs> I ha- haven't read all the comics myself, but you got to check that one out at some point. Yeah. The Long Halloween, 
I think it might have been one of the first graphic novels I read of Batman, and uh, one of the best too. And th- that I've I read. Saw the cartoon. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I need to watch that again. Um, I, actually, have I seen that yet? I think I have. Yeah, I believe I have. But yeah, the the graphic novel is excellent. I mean, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale are probably two of my, my favorite team so I far. I remember amongst the the uh, Batman comic book writers and artists. Um, like, I like the art style. I like the writing in that. Like, Frank Miller, like his stories were interesting, but we're, I don't know if he did his own art or someone else no. did it. But I didn't like the art style so no, much it, in, the, uh, in the graphic no- or in the comics. No, like, Frank Miller was just the writer. I. I I can't remember the it, artist. It was a little too out. abstract for me. Oh, okay. Like, or just a little too off the wall, I guess. Like um, the the films they did, I thought toned it down a little bit. Like uh-huh. the art style, I enjoyed both of the films. Like, in fact, I, I ranked that. Uh, I did a top five Batman films recently. I ranked that as one of my as number five. Like the both part one and two together. Like where um, Peter Weller does the voice of Batman. And I can't remember if Mark Hamill came back for Joker or if it was somebody else. But I don't. Um, I don't think Frank. Uh, you you said Mark Mark Hamill. I don't think Mark Hamill played Joker in the. Uh, yeah, I don't think he did. Like there's somebody else. Animated adaptation. I know he did the Killing Joke. Like Mark Hamill came back for the Killing Joke. I don't know if you've seen that recently, but that's really dark. I yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I, actually, I've read the Killing Joke. Yeah, me black, too. Yeah. In black and white, actually. Oh really? Yeah, it was a hardcover. Uh, I got to borrow it uh, for a bit. Hmm. Don't own it. So anyway, let's get back to The Batman. Um, So something I didn't talk as much about in my reaction, I I don't remember if you did much in yours either, uh, was Paul Daniels' performance as the Riddler. I liked it. What did you think? Well, it was definitely not my favorite Riddler costume, but as soon as he took off the... I accepted it. it yeah, yeah. You know, I accepted it. It was fine. It's just, you know, he wasn't the dapper Riddler that I'm used to. But but it makes sense why he didn't show his face. Um, Until he was ready, at least. Yeah. yeah. And when he did show his face, I I was like, that is the face of the Riddler. I liked him. Mm. Uh, he, he looks convincingly like Edward Nigma. Speaking of which... Uh, I can't remember what comic they pulled this from, but I think it was a retcon somewhere in the comics where they decided his real name's not Nigma, and they uh, yeah. they point that out in the film because he's got like several identities and cops don't right, know what his last right. name is. Oh yeah, even in because I was rewatching that Batman the Animated Series episode, and they even talked about it a little bit. Really, like, well, I forgot because Robin and Batman are sitting in the Batmobile riding together, and they talk about you know. When you see his name on like his nameplate, or was it Enigma, Enigma, and they're like, "Oh, Robin's like, oh yeah, puzzle or riddle, Enigma," and that got me thinking. I was like, "Oh, wait, is that not his real name? Did he, like, did he create that name for himself because it would?" It's interesting. I was like, yeah, that's I was the like, huh. that's the new continuity. I think the old continuity, his name really was Edward Enigma, mm-hmm. but but I think that sometime throughout maybe the last 20 years I'm not sure when they retconned it one of the rioters was just like you know that's too on the nose so yeah Enigma yeah. Enigma yeah so so that's the uh, the new canon is that he uh, 
Reminds me of something he, Stan he Lee himself. might have come up with. Huh? <laughs> Makes me think of something Stan Lee might have come up with. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Enigma. Yeah. So I, I liked his. I only talked about his performance a little bit in mine, but like I, I really liked his performance as well. Like, um, and I've seen him in other things that like uh, if you've seen the movie Looper, um, he plays. It's, it's kind of a. Is that the Bruce Willis film? Yeah, yeah. No, I want really, to. But really I good film. Seen it. Really good film. I, I highly recommend it. But he um, he plays like. He's one of the loopers, you know, which they, they go back in time to assassinate people, and then they come back, you know. So he's one of the assassins, but he's kind of a, he's kind of a whimpering assassin, you know. He's like, not particularly courageous. I mean, um, compared to Bruce Willis slash. Um, Joseph Gordon, Joseph Gordon Levitt's character. Anyway, uh, but I, I liked his performance in that, and, um, and I think I may be mixing this up. I, I think he was in um, Unbreakable. I might be getting mixed up with a different actor, but I think he played the son in Unbreakable with Bruce Willis. I don't know. I want to say I need to look this up, but I think that might have been my first. I think that was Baldino. Hmm. Uh. Anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I thought you definitely feel the crazy there in a, <laughs> in a way, yeah. like they play with that a lot more. It was like the animated series Riddler, like he's very suave and intelligent, but there's not the, the crazy, you know, he's, he's almost, you know, he, he comes off as basically sane, you know, uh, more so anyway. Um, which I found out, I found out when I rewatched that the other day, he was voiced by John Glover. From, uh, from Smallville, he played uh, Lionel Luther in Smallville. Okay, I saw that. I was like, "What? Ah, oh, that's cool." Um, anyway, so you liked you liked his performance as well, Aldano. Yeah, um, you know, spoiler alert: I absolutely see him coming back in the sequel. I want to talk yeah, about mm-hmm. where this yeah, sequel is going. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we can talk. do that now. We can do that later. <clears throat> let's see. Well, let's see. But I'm kind of hoping he gets a little more dapper in the sequel, but you know we'll see. Oh uh, yeah, like he um, it, it didn't seem like it had that, but maybe now that he's got a friend, <laughs> I'll be yes, a, a I'll friend. be a crazy friend. Yeah, you know <laughs> the I'm, Joker. Yeah, and uh, I'm wondering is this a Joker? He's in a he, the Joker. Uh, he's we, like not the Joker yet, right? I think that's. I think Matt Reeves has even confirmed that. Like, really, not, I didn't know that. He's not identified himself as the Joker yet, but. Obviously, he's already in Arkham Asylum, so he he did something. Or... Yeah, well, that's what I was trying to figure out. Uh, how this version of the Joker got into Arkham Asylum? I have to say, the Joker, because no one really knows his true identity. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, they, Arthur Fleck. They do was give him. Yeah, they give him a name in film, like Mask of the Phantasm, right? Oh, like, because they do have the Joker's origin. He was basically Joe Chill in that film, I thought. But did he? Did he shoot Arthur? Huh? I don't think he shot Martha and Thomas though, did he? Like, like I know he, I know he, like he was like a thug for the gangsters, right, or something like that. I don't know. I thought he did in that film, but it's been a long time since I've seen Mask of the Phantasm. Me too. Yeah, it's one of my top five. I need, I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. I'd say until Batman Begins and The Dark Knight came out, it was probably it was the best Batman film in my opinion. Like until those came out. Yeah, definitely. Um, Arguably, um, I mean, I've got it placed higher than Batman Begins on on my list, all, like just above it. But so I'm just wondering if, I mean, the Joker, because I don't have a better name for him, uh, the unnamed uh, inmate 
oh, from, yeah. from their end credits. <laughs> so the unnamed inmate says that uh, comeback, the comeback tour or something. We can make a comeback. I forget. Hmm. Maybe he didn't say tour, but he, he says comeback. And, and, and well, definitely comeback for Riddler, but I'm just yeah. thinking comeback. Did he previously fight Batman and get put in there? I mean, the origin for the Joker in the comics well, is have that, that he's that, Red Hood. Uh, and really? he falls into the acid vat in uh, ah. the chemical plant. Uh, so what if... I'm just thinking maybe he and Batman already have a history, even th- even though he might not yet be the Joker, but that wasn't my, my instant reaction. My instant reaction is that what if he's already fought Batman hmm. and Batman put him in Arkham Asylum, which would be really weird that you wouldn't show that. Maybe they will in the screen. second movie, though. Like, yeah. Because you wonder, like, because the gang that Batman fights at the first, you know, I mean, obviously, even in the trailer, people started wondering that. It's like, the do gang. They, do they have a connection to the Joker? Because they had painted faces that kind of was reminiscent of the Joker's painted face. I'll have to look at that again. It's like, um, but yeah, like, it's in the, it's all over the trailer, but then that's like the first scene of the movie, too. Like, he's there in the, they're in the subway, and they chase that guy, and like, they're going to do an initiation, so the, the young boy has to beat the guy up as his initiation rite. And then the Batman makes his entrance. What do you think of his boots? Because it, it, almost, it almost sounded like a, a cowboy, where they were, like, clanking like, <laughs> as, he was, as he was coming. I don't know. I like that. The whole, yeah. It's an IMAX. The whole theater shook. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. I, I loved his entrances in, in this one. Like, I thought the... Like, that one part where they're in the Gotham Square Garden and like he and I, li- I liked how organic it was too there was like some kind of like gas line or something going around I don't know if neon gas or what and he like blows it up like he punctures it and then you see the smoke rising and then he just like dives through it and tackles that guy it was like <laughs> that was cool it was cool and then the bat what do you think of the bat gadgets like the his like he had quite a few different ones. I thought that was. I thought they were pretty cool. Trying to remember. Um, yep, trying to remember. Obviously, he's got the, the grappling. Yeah. Gun, you know the, the the traditional. Although this one was built into his, I think like his arm. I don't know what you call that. Oh, arm really? blade, arm pack. I think like it like yeah. comes out and what? like shoots it up. I don't think he like pulled it out of his. Huh. I could be wrong though. I was trying to remember if he pulled out of his belt. This is why I need to watch these films more than once. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. There was always things that you miss until some second or third watching, and you start noticing. We should uh, we should go see things. it again in like a, a cheap theater. <laughs> yeah. Market. Well, shh, shh. A cheap theater. Cheap theater. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not to give away too much information. Uh. Yeah. I'm sure every place has a cheap theater somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But I was trying not to name an actual place. Because um, I want to be anonymous now. Uh, and that's why I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> that I'm publishing for the whole world to hear it. No. Um, let's see. All right. We should, I, think we're, I think we're losing steam here. And well, we're both well, yeah. getting tired a bit. Yeah, we are. We can pick you this know, up again. Like, what if... That would be fun if we like if we go and see it again together. Yeah, and then we do a second reaction, uh, a second instant reaction, where we like talk about what we liked, to, you know, and didn't like the next time, you know, because there'll probably be some plot points that we pick up on. Yeah, like you're, you're so yeah, especially in IMAX. I mean, you're just like so engrossed that first time. You're just like, oh. 
this is so awesome, you know, it's like, which it is. I mean, and I think I'm still going to feel that way the second time, but I'm sure I'll pick a few things out where I'm like, eh, they could have done that better, you know, it's like, there'll be something, I'm sure. Um, but I, I, get, I couldn't think of a whole lot um, on the first watch. Like, I, I loved almost all of it. Like, I, I can't really can't really think of much that I that I didn't like yeah like even down to the the penguin Colin Farrell's the penguin I thought I liked what they did with that where they took that where he was like Carmine Falcone's right hand I like that I that was like the actor yeah and I, I couldn't I even loved... tell it was Colin Farrell though like you know if I hadn't known I wouldn't have guessed like I don't the, keep up between the makeup and the accent like you the know, actors I couldn't tell um I loved uh Batman's journey transformation by the end of the film yeah from vengeance to hope yeah uh, I love that probably the most hopeful ending to a Batman film right like, yeah um, I really loved him interacting with the citizens like mm, that yeah because to me that's what I, I really like about superheroes I, do, I like ground level superheroes I don't like superheroes that save the planet but they never save it one citizen you know what I'm saying yeah yeah where so like, like the stakes more, are like yeah. too cosmic exactly yeah um, I loved how I, I don't remember which comic they pulled it from but I loved how they pulled from the comics Catwoman's father's uh, uh, Falcone ah so that was in the comic I, yeah, I was, I was yeah, wondering was. like um, I, I wasn't familiar with the specific iteration but I, I figured it probably was at some point I don't don't remember a lot about that but I heard about it before I saw this film so I knew it came from one of the comics um, and, I, and before we shut off, you know, I was hoping to talk about where this uh, new film franchise yeah. is going. Yeah, and so it is a franchise. Oh yeah, that's a, it's supposed to be at least a trilogy, right? Yeah, but you know, uh, and and I just lo- remembered this or earlier today because um, in preparation of, of talking today, but but they're doing a GCPD, what a HBO Max. TV series based in this universe. Oh yeah, aren't they? They're doing a. Isn't Penguin getting his own series? I think. Yeah, and think Penguin's getting his own series, yeah. and I didn't know about that till today. Uh, there was some other series they were going to do, but I think it got canceled for the Penguin or turned into the Penguin. I don't remember mm. what that was. That's yeah. That should be cool. Like, yeah, so many so many streaming services now are like tying stuff into movies. Like, yeah, obviously Marvel's doing that quite yeah, a bit so, you now. You know, Warner and, Brothers and DC yeah, are they're trying like, to they're like, keep up. Oh, yeah, they're always trying to keep up with Marvel. Well, Um, I gotta say... In in regards to movies, anyway. I will say that, though, the DC animated movies are better than the Marvel animated. That's true. That's true. But, um, anyway, I'll maybe save some of these slots for next time, but jump to where this is going. Did you pick up... I mean, it's... You know, I thought I was being smart, but apparently, like, this is well known where this is going do you know where this is going for a sequel my first thought was no man's land yeah exactly yeah, no man's yeah. land yeah yeah so it's I, not it's not a secret yeah like well as soon I mean, as they spelled it out the end yeah like oh yeah definitely like they if they definitely evoked it very clearly i mean obviously it's not going to be a direct take on no man's land but yeah I but mean, like quite a few things they can't do in this universe yeah no but man's that land. some of the similar scenarios where like gotham is going to like I forget the specifics of of why Gotham got cut off from the rest of the like, so earthquake. Got, 
they got legit cut off from the rest of the country almost. Yeah, yeah, that, it was a, the, it was an earthquake. The, I read the novel first. I actually haven't read the. Oh, cool! I haven't read the graphic novel because it was a regular novel first. I think, written by uh, Greg Rucka. Um, and then I found somebody. I need to find it again. Um, I was talking about this the other day on one of my episodes. Like, I found somebody that did a, a uh, just a fan, a fan drama, but they did a, a um, like a radio drama yeah, adaptation. I of saw it. that on YouTube too. I didn't watch it. Was on it. YouTube as well. I didn't. Have Maybe time. that's where I found it. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no, this was just audio drama. Like, cool. Like, uh, they they did their own um, rendition of No Man's Land. But well, I think it's. Uh, uh, I got excited when I. Like when the yeah when Riddler, when Riddler's plan started happening and he started blowing up and I was like oh no man's land that's yeah anyway. but yeah I think that's where they're going I think they pretty much spelled it out at the end mm-hmm. that there's gonna be warring factions and in, in the no man's land you I'm sure you know you've obviously know more than I do to be honest because you've actually read or listened to the novel. And I, my, my knowledge of No Man's Land is I've seen some of the pages, but mostly just watching YouTube and Wikipedia stuff to catch up on the all this history of the Batman yeah. and the DC universe. But, but you know, the the Joker. My my pr- prediction, based on the No Man's Land, is the Joker, the Riddler, um, the Penguin. And, and you know, and I think that we're expecting at least one or two other villains to be introduced. They're going to be fighting the Batman and the GCPD for, for I've territory. Ru- I've heard rumors Mr. Freeze might be one of them. Cool, which cool, is exciting. Cool. I wonder how they would do that in such a grounded universe, though. Yeah, it, it should be really interesting. Like something, I mean, something with cryogenics. I'm, I'm assuming, yeah. but like well, they can make it somewhat realistic. Yeah, but yeah, obviously. You know, it'll be better than Arnold Schwarzenegger has. Yes, yes Mr. you know, Freeze. you know, Mister Freeze needs <laughs> to happen again just to do the character justice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because uh, the, the animated no series, Arnold, but. the animated series Freeze is. is and I think he was. He, was yeah. he, he was even invented. I think for the animated series was he not? No, 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 no. he was not. No, okay. he was reinvented for the animated series. Uh, okay. Before that, he was just a diamond jewel thief. You know, he he likes uh, ice. He likes diamonds. You know, he he was just a one dimensional really. So that that was the his animated only driving series, force. Like yeah. Paul, Paul Dini and, and his uh, cohorts really fleshed it out. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, nice. If you've uh, I used used to watch the Adam West nineteen sixty six Batman. Late at night and stuff. Growing up oh, as yeah, a kid, like TV and Land or something. Yeah, TV yeah. Land exactly. <laughs> and uh, and I've got that full series on DVD now. But nice. uh, D- Mr. Freeze is definitely in it. Really? I think he gets he might get played by two different actors. They huh. had that this thing where they would bring in. I got it. Yeah, someone had a different face for no. I know. I, I know. I've seen a number of quite a few episodes from the from the '60s TV series, but I have not seen the whole thing. But yeah, Plus, that must have been one I missed. Mister Freeze is uh, an older Batman rogue villain. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've, yeah, I've heard rumors of that. I mean, obviously, the Joker. You know, that's already confirmed. I think it's going to be in the next film. It, you um, know, and I heard about this story where the Joker busts Riddler out of prison. So if, if that's going to happen here, mm. I just wanted to point out in that particular storyline, the Riddler actually betrays, I mean, excuse me, the Joker actually betrays the Riddler. Uh, so that might happen. But that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, it, like in the No Man's Land novel, if, if memory serves me, it's been a long time since I read it, but I do believe there were some uneasy alliances between some of the villains. Like Probably. Like Two-Face had his own area of the city that he was overseeing. I think the Penguin had his own territory. Joker... I think Joker might have been more like a roving band of 
marauders or whatever. I don't know if he had an actual territory. I'm trying to remember. But this was this took place like in in it's going to be different because in the novel it takes place, you know, much later in Bruce Wayne's right. slash Batman's life. Like he's yeah, older. Yeah, he has allies. And yeah, and then initially, yeah, like like Huntress is yeah. already around at that point. Pretends and to then, be Batman. Then Barbara Gordon has already gotten Oracle. shot. This is after the killing joke, so she's already in a wheelchair up in the clock clock tower or watchtower. Yeah, or yeah, the clock tower. And um, so she's already up there. Watchtower is she's, Justice League. <laughs> so like, there's some reason why it was like a. It was like a quarantine thing where the government gave people the option to leave, but they'd had to leave forever. So you could either stay in Gotham and try to tough it out, yeah, or you had to leave and just leave it behind. I think they only gave and the people three days to get out. I forget. Yeah, it wasn't. The part wasn't long, but yeah, Gordon, Jim Gordon, and his um, second wife, and uh, Sarah, something. Yeah, Sarah. Yeah, stay behind, and then obviously Barbara does as well. I. Th- and like, and Batman at the beginning of it, Batman's just gone. Like he just abandons the city. Well, he's uh, like, out in Washington trying to yeah, like get he's Washington doing to aid Gotham. Yeah, he's doing something important, but I don't know that Jim Gordon knew it was Bruce Wayne at that point. No, I don't think. Um, yeah, I heard but that the relationship was yeah, it got know. it got very strained, and Jim Gordon was obviously pissed because Batman just disappeared on him and, and didn't tell him. They could still do know. that. Yeah. So that, but yeah, they could do something along the lines. It, different, obviously, because it's only like uh, year two, you know. So in, instead of like being like Batman in his forties or whatnot, um, or close to his forties anyway. Um, I don't know how old Batman is supposed to be in this one. Like, I don't know if he's supposed to be Robert Pattinson's age. He feels younger. He feels like twenties. I'd say young. <laughs> like the way he plays him feels younger, as well as the way that. Um, Catwoman was played like felt like love this Catwoman twenty something yeah me too mm-hmm. like I think she's right up there with animated series Catwoman in my mind like I like her um, mouth more than Batman Returns although oh. that was a good costume though yeah yeah crazy like, origin but we won't that's off topic <laughs> falling to her quote unquote death the cats lick me I'm crazy now um, yeah <laughs> yeah well, that's completely off topic oh my goodness yeah after I'd seen the animated series. <laughs> you know, seeing seeing Catwoman, seeing Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman was just like, what? Yep. <laughs> it's like I get that she's hot, but like, mm, no. And I've never even bothered to see Halle Berry's well, rendition. I've just heard I've heard so many bad things about Halle Berry's Catwoman. Uh, Has what? Halle Berry played Catwoman, and it was like, oh, a, I have not seen that, and I will not see that. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> me neither. Uh, maybe one day just to make fun of it. Yeah, you know, it was like it was like how bad it is. Um, Kind of like, kind of like the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. Like, if I watch it again, it'll probably be more to make fun of it. Like, Wait, that was Ben Affleck? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, he was so skinny. Ben Affleck like, and uh, oh, what's her name, Jennifer Garner. Oh, That's where they met um, <laughs> on that movie. Um, it wasn't does, absolutely terrible, Darryl, but it was it was yeah. it, it was bad. Though. No black kingpin bad. could work, but why does Daredevil <laughs> sleep in a water chamber? Too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, is that from the comics? <laughs> Well, it's getting late, uh, and you and I have work tomorrow, okay. so we should probably wrap this up. Work. Uh, so let's see. So final notes on the on the Batman. So we both want to go see it again before it leaves theaters, which yeah. I'm sure it'll be in theaters quite a while, with as much money as it's making right now. Um, Similar like Spider Man is still in the regular theaters. Like that thing's made almost two billion dollars. It's crazy. I think this is on a similar pace. 
Uh, it's going to make a lot of money. Um, I imagine it'll, it might surpass The Dark Knight. Um, I could see it doing that. Like I know its opening weekend, I think, was just just maybe $10 million better than The Dark Knight's opening weekend, um, which at the time, The Dark Knight set a record, I think, um, for opening weekend, at least for definitely for a Batman film, maybe for any film at that point. Um, anyway, but yeah, it'll, it should be out in theaters for a while, and, um, you know, or, or either that or we could wait until it comes out on HBO Max and watch it together at that point. True, 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 true. Yeah. You still have HBO Max. I don't, but okay. I will. I, I will get. Either. I will get it again. <laughs> I've been. I've been kind of going in cycles with my streaming services, where like, um, like I'll wait until a new series. Either like Netflix, like for the most part, drops theirs all at once. But then a lot of the other streaming series, you know, they're getting smart about it. They're they're doing it like network TV used to do, where they release it weekly, and you have to keep the subscription. Yeah. If you want to watch it in real time, you got to keep it for a couple months to see the whole series. <laughs> But on some of them, I'm, like, waiting until the season is done, and then I subscribe for a month and then binge it. You know, like... That's Picard, what I did with Amazon. Like, Star Trek Picard. You know, I definitely want to see that season two. Um, it's going on right now, um, but I've got a couple other subscriptions going, so I'm, like, I'm kind of waiting a little bit, and then I'm going to get Paramount Plus yeah. for a month, so then I can binge Picard, and then I can finish Discovery, which I haven't watched Ooh, the rest cool. of Discovery yet. So stuff like that. So yeah, HBO Max. I've been kind of waiting for Westworld season four to come out because um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and then obviously, if, if they do a season two of Watchmen, like I don't know if you've seen the Watchmen yet, but it's really good. Oh, the um, TV series? Yeah, the well, HBO Max series. series. No, yeah. I haven't. Oh man, yeah, it's really good. Cool. If you don't, if you don't mind a little male nudity, <laughs> I'm, I mind a lot of blue <laughs> dingus. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the eyes will not see the being a <laughs> more uh, ass. I'll, I'll tell you, th- I'll tell you this much: um, there's no like, there's no female nudity, but but there is there is male nudity uh, a decent amount, especially in one episode, uh, more than the movie. I will tell you, um, and there is a a man on man sex scene at some point as well. So just fair warning. Um, but yeah, no no female nudity. Well, uh, what at is all. that? HBO Max. HBO Max. Okay. Yeah. So it, it it earns its mature rating, you know, with the violence as well. But it's so much better than the movie. Oh my goodness! I'm and I know sure. it, it's a, it's a sequel, obviously. And and the movie the movie is okay, like, but it's, like this, it's so much better. <laughs> so much better. Did you have have you the read film. the comic? Yes. Okay. I have. Well, and how would you? The comic is better than the movie for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and there's elements of the movie that I liked, like Rorschach. I think was probably probably the highlight of of that first movie. I like off-brand, not not the question. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. Um, you know the origins, but that that's a different. Oh yeah, yeah. Conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't hate the movie, but not like Batman, but and was, not Superman, and <laughs> but yeah, the series the series is much better in my opinion. Like it, and obviously it, it's a sequel, so it's not a remake. Right. But uh, but yeah, just tonally and the way it's written and and obviously they have more time they can flesh out the characters more but it, yeah it, it was really good I, um, I, recomm- I highly recommend it he's not being paid by these people either <laughs> who? Um, just, it was a sponsor joke oh yeah no yeah HBO Max I'm not sponsored by Warner Brothers DC Comics or, or HBO or the writer um, yeah whoever that is oh wait Alan Moore yeah, I think so. No, not Alan Moore. Alan, Alan. Grant? No, that was Jurassic yeah. Park. 
Speaking of which, we should. Oh yeah, when that I'm comes out. Forward to that. Yeah, man, that'll be one of our Camel City Comic Geeks episodes. Muscle. Will be after we see Jurassic Park or the final, the final episode in the saga. We should like rename ourselves the Cameloids. Yeah, I'm sure they're gonna reboot it later with with other actors or have a TV Jurassic series Park. or something. I'm sure. Yeah, it's not gonna be the end of Jurassic Park. I've been re- watching Camp Cretaceous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, might have a new season out I hadn't seen yet. Cancel Netflix. <laughs> Camp. Oh yeah, isn't it like the Lego? Lego version? No, no, no. It's on the. Oh yeah, I think I saw that. It's, last time uh, on it's by DreamWorks. Ah, okay. Uh, it's good actually. Hmm. Okay. Have to check that out at some point. But no, uh, I am. I'm. Only, only I am adults excited. are allowed to be eaten by dinosaurs. I didn't care much for the last <laughs> Jurassic Park movie that, or the Jurassic World movie that came out. Uh, I'll be honest, like, it was like, I take it or leave it. Yeah, me too. It's like, eh. Um, but yeah, I am kind of excited about this one where they're bringing the whole team back, including Ellie. Um, so yeah, sadly. Anyway, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna end this, this sucker. So, this is The Irreverent Nerd and... A cartoonist will. Signing off. Signing off. We bid you adieu, our fellow nerds. Until next we meet. Adios. Au revoir. We'll see you later. Maybe. Yes. My fellow nerds, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Irreverent Nerd Podcast. Check me out on Instagram at irreverent underscore nerd that is at irreverent underscore nerd uh, look up my hashtag it's hashtag irreverent nerd you'll, you'll see posts that I've made uh, in general uh, you should be able to follow me oh yeah I'm on YouTube as well uh, irreverent nerd uh, and if you follow on the Instagram page uh, the link tree also in the Spotify podcast description uh, the link tree will send you to either the podcast on Apple or on Spotify. Uh, my Instagram page is linked there as well as uh, a bonus. Um, there's a meme profile I have where I've created quite a few memes over the past year. Uh, not all of them, you know, not just the ones for my Instagram page, but others as well. So check me out there. Anyway, I hope you all have a wonderful week. And you'll be hearing me next Wednesday. Thank you.